When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere across from me, kind of, because he's moving phones back and forth because they're buzzing. It's Professor Laughs himself, Cyrus Amundsen. Hi Chad, it's nice to be here. I'd like to talk about bumper stickers and window clings. Oh, <laughs> we are off and running. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what it is about this new community I moved into, but this might be the birthplace of the bumper sticker there's a lot of them up here there's a <laughs> lot of them up here and it's gonna like obviously i'm about to make fun of bumper stickers and people who have them and i am self-aware enough to know that i have a window cling on my suv that says the mountains are calling oh yeah i remember that and that is a pretty silly thing for a guy who's body is so decrepit that he said the sentence out loud is this carpet uneven does this feel like this carpet is uneven to you so i get that <laughs> i personally have a very silly but i i love the mountains and what I, if what if in your will it says uh please scatter my ashes in the mountains oh that's not bad and then the mountains are calling oh that's not bad at all and here's the thing they might be calling baby just can't answer right now but as soon as I'm available, I'm going to return that call and I'm going to head to the mountains. And that'll be the last time you ever hear from me. <laughs> when the mountains call me, I have it set up as spam risk because I'm not interested. Dude, if I get actually healthy, no one's going to hear from me for like a year. I'm just going to disappear into the wild and enjoy my life. <laughs> That's like four years for Mike Cronin. So, so I... I, I love a good white trash window cling or bumper sticker. <laughs> I just love the, the place where I go to physical therapy is this big like complex building and somebody works in there and they have the, you know, the classic Kelvin from Calvin and Hobbes pissing on stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. And I, I'm a bit, you know, those got kind of political. They, Calvin became a very politically divisive urinator in recent years. But <laughs> I like the old school ones where he was, it was a war within the culture where he would piss on Ford or piss on Chevy or piss on Polaris. Like, yeah, suck Calvin's dick. We're Yamaha people. Like, eat that piss, buddy. <laughs> But I, there's one at uh, the place where I go to PT that I've never seen before. It is, 
a female Kelvin. And I don't know if it's, I, I loved Kelvin and Hobbes when I was a kid. I don't remember the books close enough. I don't know if Kelvin has a sister or a female cousin or if this is Kelvin <laughs> in a wig, but it looks exactly like Calvin. Calvin, a female then, <laughs> and, kissing all over your dreams. And she's got her skirt hiked and her leg lifted and she is pissing. Oh. And and this is old school classic. She's pissing on a Ford logo. And this is a big Dodge pickup truck. And uh-huh. I just, there's something that I love about gender equality coming into the redneck bumper sticker war. <laughs> it makes me laugh so much. But that's all, none of that's the point. And that's all. You know, first of all, I got to tell you something. You know where I think the gender equality started in the truck world? Camouflage panties. I really do. I think when when ladies went to Fleet Farm and they could buy, buy lingerie in camo, I think it opened up a whole level of respect from the men in that community. You know what I thought would be a really funny item? You know how they have truck nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I love it so much. <laughs> that would be absolutely fantastic. Just stick like a fucking Arby's roast beef sandwich on your trailer hitch. You're just driving down the road. You're like, what's on the back of that F1? Is that a truck pussy? <laughs> Is that, is that, and then for the science nerds, is that truck labia? What is happening right there? There's just there's just herds of men in cars behind it going, I, I tell you what, I don't see no truck clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> she, she might say it's there. It ain't there. I can't find it. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of clings and bumper stickers up here. And I was coming home. Uh, and I pulled up to a stoplight and in the lane to the left and up up a couple cars. I see a big truck, big old truck, truck. And it's sure. got two, not bumper stickers, giant window cling stickers. Okay. And on the right side, it just says panty dropper. <laughs> and in dropper, the R, the two legs of the R's, look like women's legs and it's got a pair of panties at the knees of those legs makes sense panty dropper Mm -hmm. now if you slide over to the left in far bigger letters there's a bumper sticker excuse me a window cling and all it says is the words locally hated and i I, was, I almost had a heart attack. I was like, do you think it's because of the first window cling? You for sure got that first one first. Walking around like, I'm the panty dropper. They're like, nobody here likes you. Well, I'm going to let people know that as well. Like, <laughs> Yeah, when you have a panty dropper bumper sticker, you can almost uh, go globally hated on that one. <laughs> yeah, there's no... And, and that was your only choice. You couldn't have put up locally respected. <laughs> With panties on the R of respect. <laughs> Here's where it gets amazing. So I'm in my car having a heart attack. I think it's so funny. And 
I'm like, I gotta see the mess that's driving this thing. I'm talking this. This is gonna be a Keith and a half, you know. I I can't wait to see <laughs> the man that is in charge of this rig. And I pull up and I get alongside, and it is like a 50 year old woman, and I almost yes. drove off the road. <laughs> There's no reasoning behind that that isn't the funniest thing I've heard in six months. Because either A, she is the most rough and tumble, take no shit lesbo in my entire community, which yep. is a huge home run. Locally hated, but that's not going to stop her from dropping them panties. <laughs> Two, she just bought this truck. Like, just sign the paperwork and has to get it home before she can get the clings out and is hating every minute of her drive. Or three, has like a shitty husband or a shitty son yeah. and her car's in the shop. So she's just a mom or a wife <laughs> driving a panty dropper truck. And I... All the way to drop off the hot dish at church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Marge, did you bring the cast? What's on the back there? Hey, we like you. We don't hate you. That's not right. You know, my favorite bumper sticker is the guy that says, you will not take away my freedom. My is capitalized. Going 53 and a 55. Taking the speed limit pretty seriously. <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. Dude, you want to... I, can I tell you about a Hall of Fame shit talker I saw? Sure. I've always thought that there should be a Hall of Fame for talking shit, right? Yeah. Michael Jordan, I think, is probably one of the best shit talkers that's ever lived. Michael Jordan was recently interviewed, and they asked him, they said, hey, do you think Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls could beat LeBron James's Lakers? And Jordan goes, yeah, probably by like two or three points. And the, and the, the guy interviewing goes, you think just two or three? And he goes, well, yeah, we're all in our 60s. <laughs> That is such a level of shit talking because he says we can beat him. He, he know he's a chess move. He knows the interview, the interviewer is going to ask really, that's it. And then he can drop the bomb on. Yeah, we're old and we could still beat those fuckers. It's so classic. Well, I'm out for a walk. There's a, there's a new, I'm putting someone on the ballot. Okay. I'm out for a walk and I am like on a road. I don't walk down very often just cause I, I don't know. There's a there's a better road, but I was just like, I need some new scenery. So I walked down this road and there I can hear some bickering going on. And of course, I am attracted to bickering. Were you on Jen and I Street? <laughs> all I heard was it's your you do the leaves. That's all I heard. It's just me repeating um, the words. I paid for the move over and over and over. Yeah. So I'm, I'm walking. I hear bickering. It's not you guys. I do check, but it is a young couple, right? Okay. And so I get a little closer and now I'm walking very slowly. I might've even Kaiser Soze'd faked a limp so I could <laughs> take more time and listen. And so I'm listening to these guys bicker and she goes, it's your parents' lake cabin. Your parents paid for the lake cabin. You mow the lawn. Ooh. And then he said, your parents paid for the wedding. I wouldn't have to be listening to this right now if they wouldn't have. 
And now I'm falling over myself because I'm like, oh, my God. I'm looking for a tree to get behind because I think she's Michael Tiger Woods' wife and just absolutely take a nine iron or a shotgun to him. And so, I mean, I am laughing so hard. And I think I need to somehow distract her so I can get his attention to go, hey, man, how would you like to order a Casey's pizza with me? And then we'll go pick it up together. Because I think we could shut down Casey's, the two of us combined. It was so great when he was like, yeah, I wouldn't have to be listening to this right now if your parents wouldn't have paid for a wedding. I was like, what the fuck? It was insane. I don't like to uh, slide myself into other people's business, especially those that I do not know, like their personal affairs. But uh, I'm pretty on that guy's side. I don't know if, hey, (laughs) your family bought us a vacation home you should have to take care of it without any help. It's like, that's a pretty high level. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty interesting take on that argument. Well, I think, I think the deal was it's his parents' cabin and they're just there for the week. Okay. That's what I think it is. So I was on her side thinking like, yeah, dude, just mow the lawn. But also when he came up with that, I was like, uh-oh, we might have a first ballot Hall of Famer here. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I, I probably buried the lead on the show. I probably should have started with this. Uh, I almost wasn't even here today. And I, a lot of our stories, a lot of the things we talk about, you know, they often have clever endings or they go a certain way because we handle our business a certain way. Yeah. Uh, this, I just want to... I would like to jump in before you start this because I don't want it to be my fault it's ruined. My dog is eating at a fevered pace. Yeah. He is he is crunching food like I've never heard before, and I don't know if you can hear it because he was halfway across the lake. I lost him for about two hours today. He always stays within three yards, and I just pushed my little beeper button for his collar, and he comes running right back. And I did that, and... Uh, then just now, I mean, well, about five minutes ago, I had to stop. I had to leave the show because I saw my dog and then I saw a man walking over and he goes, yep, he pointed to his cabin and I was like, oh, that's the furthest. I've never even been that far. Can we, so anyways, if you hear my dog eating, I'm sorry. Can we put a locally hated sticker on him? Oh, he's definitely locally hated. There's no doubt about it. But he's also a panty dropper. So i just want to let everybody know that this isn't going to this is just a thing and i wasn't in a position to have a meltdown or be really clever or give you guys any of the satiation that you like in the end of stories this is just what happened so long-time listeners know this first-time listeners uh, I, I, have a, uh, I have an autoimmune disease that affects my mobility, and the best thing to do is to stay mobile, is to exercise and get cardio, but I can't swim, I can't run, I can't... Li- so what do I do, Chad? You walk stairs at a, at a local hotel. I like to walk stairs at hotels because they're the tallest building. I go up and down, up and down, up and down. We have now, we are in our third house in the last two and a half years. Two years third house since we've started this show and sure. they've all been very you know f- far away 
from one another enough that I've had to, when we moved from one to the next, I had to get a new hotel. So now I moved here and I had to go get a new hotel. And so I went out and I did a scout of some of the hotels in the area. And I found the hotel. I was like, this is great. It's really tall. It's going to work. Wasn't going to walk that day. I just had my, like, now I have my situation in order. So yesterday, I went to walk stairs for the first time at this hotel. And little behind the scenes size rickety body, sometimes the right side of my body, my neck, my shoulder, and my upper back is in pretty rough shape. So it makes it difficult to turn my head that direction or turn my body that direction or twist that direction. Okay. Uh, so if you go up and down stairs, you go up one way and then you come down the other way. And so yep. coming down, turning that way is difficult. So I need, what I need is a NASCAR situation. I need to like, keep going left. So I need to go... <laughs> I need to go up left and I need to go down left. Now, the cool thing about hotels is they have hallways and they have stairwells on the ends of both hallways. So I can go up, turning left in one hallway, or excuse me, in one stairwell, walk down the hallway, and then go down, turning left. Ooh, creeper city. Real good situation. So I get there to walk stairs yesterday, and I go and I... I'm a, I, I get into the first stairwell and the door is about to shut and then I see one of those signs that says, you know, this is, uh, you know, there is no re-entry and there's a key card thing. So okay. the only way you can get back in is if you have a key card. I'm not a, a, a staying guest of this hotel. I do not have a key card. So I leave the stairwell for a second. My first thought is, are there any cleaning ladies not paying attention to their carts, right? classic thievery now i have a key card for good perfect situation i love so much that you cannot run and cannot swim you just admitted it but you are on a thomas cruise level mission impossible deal here mm -hmm. and i think it's fantastic sure yeah i think all the all the cleaning personnel was like hey did you guys see that uh rickety 70 year old man with the young face trying to sneak around our carts earlier <laughs> oh, that's the office they're like hey did you see that chubby old guy that was moving like a fucking teenage athlete yeah we're that's right we're very we're different we're very different so uh they i can't i can't find a key card so i go down into down by the front desk they have one of those little like lobby stores like hey do you want a cheese it or a, or a gross burrito yeah and so they have paper plates in there. So I'm like, okay. So I grab the paper plates. And so I'm going to use paper plates. I'm going to fold the plate up and I'm going to use it to prop the doors open. Tall stairwell. It's 13 floors. And I don't know if I'm going to want to go all 13 at once. It depends how my body's feeling. So I prop both doors open on the first floor. I go up to the eighth floor. I prop both those doors open. I go up to the 13th floor. I prop those doors open. I now have six doors open. I then take a little rest because that was a lot of work. And then, boom, I get after it. I get into the stairwells. I'm up. I'm down. I NASCAR it. I have a nice little walk. Finish my walk. Uh, kind of cool down in the hallway for a bit like a psycho. 
come down, walking out to the lobby, and there are two police officers in the lobby. And I'm like, and this is how my dumb brain works. I go, <laughs> wonder what happened here. Doesn't even dawn on me. <laughs> like, who did something they shouldn't have been doing at this hotel? I wonder, I'll have to look it up in the newspaper. Yeah, I wonder what kind of criminal would do something where families are staying. One of the officers goes, excuse me, sir. And I said, yes. He goes, are you a guest at this hotel? And I go, no. And he goes, would you please come with us for a moment? We'd like to talk to you. And I go, uh, no, I, no. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I go, I mean, I, I will, but I'm not, you're going to tell me why I'm going to come with you. I'm not just going to oh, come with us. Yes, sir. I'll just follow you to the ends of the earth. Like I, I've, Watched enough heist movies to know that anybody can get a hold of a police officer's uniform. Sure. Yep. And he goes, you're not a guest here. You're on the property. The hotel called us. We would like to talk to you about why you are here. We can do that out here or we could walk back into the into the office. And I go, I'll just follow you guys. And so <laughs> and these I should point out, these guys are very they were very nice. We get back and they're like, do you have an ID on you? And I go, not on me, uh, but, and it's almost like I'm prepped for scenarios like this. I have a picture of my driver's license on my cell phone. So I go, I've got a copy of it in my car. I have a picture it on my phone. I can show it to you. So I show it to you. They go, you're not staying here. Why are you here? And again, like I said, when we tell stories, normally you and I are more clever. I think we both have a chip on our shoulder, so we're combative. That is not what's happening here. I am just straight up like, <laughs> this is what happened. And so I have an email. Oh, a long time ago, I had my physical therapist write me an email saying what I should be doing at home to deal with what I'm going through. And the first things he lists is he lists walking stairs in tall buildings like an office building or a hotel. And I had that done for this specific, not for the cops. I usually thought it would be like when a hotel worker goes, why are you here? Sure. So I show them that. I explain to them the, scenar the, the entire scenario. I like show proof of my PT appointments. I show like an email about my medication. I'm, I'm going over the top because they are still skeptical. Yeah. And we get through this whole thing and we get done and he goes, okay, uh, we're going we're gonna to take your information I'd like the information of that physical therapist. We are going to call them. Um, and, and you're not going to come back here. And I go, yeah, I, I kind of, <laughs> you know, talking to police officers in the office. That's new, usually not a like, come on back, fella. Been awesome if you were like, yeah, not until I get a key card. And then he goes, and then he goes, but do you, you, you get why we're here. You understand that, right? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm trespassing. He goes, no. He goes, you walked into a hotel that you are not staying in and methodically went floor by floor and propped open safety doors. And I was... <laughs> I thought you've seen heist movies, you dildo. 
that's a, that is a heist movie. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not great. I mean, imagine the security guard guy who was just watching <laughs> me go with my, with my shitty shoulders, just like, eh, all right, third floor, check. Uh, Team Luther, Team Luther, third floor, check. <laughs> it, oh, it, was, it was one of those realization moments where I was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't, that probably looked pretty bad. So, quick question. Yeah. You go into a Taco Bell where there are eight teenagers and you decide to open with, I have a disease. Sure. Two police officers show up where you're propping security doors open and you go, nah, I don't think I'm going to follow you guys playing a tough guy today. You don't think to go, I have a disease. <laughs> this is the time. I, I, I don't. I'm one of those... I think don't police they have to declare like I don't go with anyone anywhere. I don't I don't care if it's a police officer, my uncle, you. Nobody comes up to me and goes, "Hey, could you come here for a minute into this private room?" There's no way I'm let me know why I'm going where I'm going and I will happily go there. But I'm not I'm not going somewhere with a stranger just because you have a, you know, a uniform on. That sounds like someone who has a teenage boy was burned so many times when people would go, hey, come here, and then you did, and they're like, oh, I just made you come with one finger. <laughs> now, now, you're, now you refuse to even go with law enforcement. You're like, not falling for this, dipshit. No, you know what it was? It comes from a teenage boy who had a group of friends who'd be like, hey, Cy, come into the backyard. We got to show you something. And then one of my friends would kick the shit out of me. Like, that's, <laughs> that's probably where it's really rooted. Hey, Happy. Why don't you meet us in the 10th green at midnight? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not doing it. So like I said, there's not a there's not a clever end. I didn't say anything funny. I didn't have a meltdown. I just uh, had to sit there and go. Yeah. So basically all the stuff that you guys trained for, I was like I was giving the warning signals. Right. There's I was just a <laughs> giant hotel red flag. What a, should I just carry around like a blueprint of an airplane while we're at it? What am I doing? <laughs> that would be awesome if you you're scrolling through your pictures and then it has like how to build a bomb a blueprint of a cockpit and where all the uh like nuclear sites are in america yeah the only so great the only way that that video of me going through and opening all those doors is more damning is if like they can see me on my phone reading ted kaczynski's like manifesto manifesto while i'm walking up and down the stairs it was it, it was it was and and the other thing like i let's be honest about how i look physically right now i look like a guy who's at the end of his rope like i look with this we cut my hair jenna and i did <laughs> two months ago and it was buzzed and it was all the way short and it was even it's grown and I haven't really cut it since then. And so I have, it's kind of even, but it's hanging over my ears a little bit. And it's got like a, like a mini, like, I don't want to say, you can see it from there. I don't want to say rat tail, but you know how when you put a, a boat motor, like. <laughs> <laughs> People can't see it, but that is, I couldn't. I was going to tell you it looked like you just rubbed Rogaine on different spots. Yeah. To make it grow like a like a lawn where a dog has shit a whole bunch. Sure. 
it's just it's grown way up in that spot but boat motor is perfect we have to screenshot this because this has to go on the instagram page because it's the perfect the perfect uh analogy so um yeah so i i have that going on from a hair standpoint i have my same concerning beard and when i go walk stairs i'm not wearing my nicest clothes i like i i i had a very concerning vibe i mean i might as well have walked the halls like menacingly laughing and rubbing my hands together you know it was (laughs) i totally understand why what happened happened and also the way you did it I mean, if they called the cops and the cops watched the video and they were concerned about it, you must be on to something. Sure. With like how how to rob a hotel. Oh, I see. I think they I don't think they were worried about robbery. You think they were worried about like bombs and stuff? I think they were worried like about a shooting. Yeah. I think yeah, oh yeah. Like if you if we're gonna get real dark here on the podcast for a second, which oh, no. which I'm gonna lighten up by using a country and western voice so the seriousness of it doesn't land too hard on us, but we live in a nation where people get shot in public quite the often and i think when you prop a bunch of doors open so you can slickly move from floor to floor in a building where there are it's like dude basically you have you can you can trap people on floors and move down each floor is what i is what i would assume they were assuming i don't think they're like he's gonna rob the marriott (laughs) hey they have nice towels i don't put it past you they do have nice towels um i can't believe you almost got arrested i and, and here's what i'll say those that went really like i'm appreciative and i you know i think i don't want to get into the conversation fuck it tell your next story i'm out i'm fucking out i don't need i don't need i don't need to be messaged i'm fucking out teachers administrators and other school staff play an important role education can be a shining light and it's really the equalizer for everybody you are making a difference in people's lives including your students you can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Can I, can I tell you some stories that happened before I was even allowed to be arrested because I was a minor? Sure. Okay, well, I have a friend, and his name is Ryan, and I was going through some old things recently, and I found a Jerry Rice starting lineup still in the package that was also in a Ziploc baggie that had a recipe card with a note written on it that said, hey, man, I'm really sorry we did that to you, so I got you this to make up for it. All the best, Ryan. Okay. What happened to my original starting lineup, Jerry Rice, is in 1990, they played, I think it was the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl, the the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. And they just destroyed them, and Jerry Rice had a monster game. Now, this is back when I would cheer for a team based on their players. And I loved Jerry Rice. At the time, I was playing wide receiver on the football team, so and he was the greatest. So I loved him. So I had a starting lineup and I brought it over and I was using him to talk shit in the faces of my friends every time something good would happen. This is also where a lamp was broken and I left early. I was blamed for it 
until the owner of the house, the, the, the guy I was friends with got married and the mom came up and said something about the lamp. And then my friend Adam said, oh, God, I can't believe you think that still. I did that. So decades later. Yeah. So just unreal. And uh, and so I left my Jerry Rice starting lineup at the Super Bowl party. And they did things to this doll that are disgusting. They lit him on fire. They <laughs> melted his feet. They chewed his helmet while they were chewing bubble gum and put it back on his head. I mean, this was a fucking hate crime. <laughs> if you think about, you think about like all the nerds, and I use that term uh, in, a, in a nice way because I, I'm very nerdy about things. But if you think about all the nerds that keep their action figures in the packages, this was a fucking hate crime to those people. Yeah. Absolutely. And so he got me this Jerry Rice. He told me, he, he called me and he goes, yeah, I was sitting on the toilet one day and I just, I remembered that. And uh, so I went online and I got this for you before it got too expensive. So he bought me a, it must've been weighing on him for a while. Cause he bought me this brand new thing. Well, Ryan and I have a, a very amazing history. I mean, this is a guy that stayed overnight at my house on the last day of school. We had my mom call the, the house of the, the big last day of school party. Okay. And one of our classmates answered the phone and we were like in eighth grade. And she was like, yeah, hey, this is Tanya's mom. And my mom is not an idiot. Right? <laughs> so she was just like, <laughs> she was just like, oh, okay, okay, great. Well, ha ha have fun. I hope everybody's safe. And then she was like, you two are not going to that party. That's ridiculous. <laughs> So then we planned to sneak out of my fire escape window. Sure. And we waited until midnight. And my mom was out there reading with a flashlight in a lawn chair waiting for us. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, Thunder Thighs, what's up? <laughs> just kidding. Never, I never did. But uh, so Ryan and I, my favorite story about Ryan is, I don't know if they did this at your school, but at my junior high, they would hand out these little orange Bibles. And I mean little, like pocket size. You could fit it in the palm of your hand. No, they did not do this at my school. Yeah, well, I think I think it's because I was born before the separation separation of church and state. So they, they were allowed, they were still allowed to you hand out. You were born in a yet to be determined year in the future? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's such, it's, yeah, it's separated. Uh -huh. um, so they give us these Bibles. And Ryan and I are, I mean, we like both at that point went to, went to church. That's kind of, you know, the parents would wake you up on Sunday and make yep. you go. And so we started preaching from the Bible in the hallways. Okay. We found like little milk crates and we would just stand up and preach to everybody and read these things. And then teachers would get mad at us and like, you gave us the Bibles. What are you, we're supposed to read them to ourselves? And so we were doing that for, I mean, all week. And for those of you who have heard my stand-up, that story that I told about um, Genesis 43, 23, uh, I am your Lord, do not fear your Lord, for I have given you treasure in your sacks. Yeah. That's where I initially found this Bible verse. Okay. And we were, do in class, we would stand up. Because the teachers would be like, do you have anything to say? And you're like, I do. If we could just bow our heads quickly, and then I would read from the Bible. I mean, we were making a pretty big deal of this. And so I was, uh, I was Father Zachariah. Okay. And uh, we were in study hall, 
and we just kept bothering everybody reading these reading these uh bible verses and our teacher she's so nice she just kept saying guys enough and finally uh she goes all right father zachariah that's in school suspension for you <laughs> and then and then ryan stands up and stands on his desk with the bible holding it up and he goes may the lord be with you and the the teacher goes the lord won't but you will ryan you also have in school suspension and so we had to spend the day before christmas break which is like the day where you don't do anything but get to hang out and talk with your friends we had to spend that in in school suspension and we brought my sister she had these like little phones that when you push the button one button on the phone all of the buttons would push down all it would do was beep and then you could you could also use it to talk but we brought those and we uh, learned Morse code so we could talk. We spent all day sending each other Morse code messages. And so so I, I know Morse code because of this. People say in-school suspension is for vagrants. Mm -hmm. Well, I disagree. We learned. And uh, man, did I, we have some fantastic stories. But that Father Zachariah shit, I was holding this Jerry Rice starting lineup. And just started cackling and didn't know why. And then my brain caught up and was like, oh, remember that? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty fun. I mean, the shit that we, we have, I have so many stories where one time uh, there were five, me and four other people got called down to the principal's office. And then he didn't have the yellow return to class slips. Okay. He opened his drawer and he goes, oh, I'm out of return to class slips, guys. I'll have to call the teachers. And we all reached for him because we all had return to class slips and knew how to sign this guy's name. It was <laughs> fantastic. The fact that I graduated is an absolute miracle. That's amazing. Uh, before, okay, so show over. That was a good, we did a good job, right? That was a pretty good job. I think we did a, I did think we did a fine job with everything that was going on. I like to agree. People don't always know. We Sometimes we have technical issues and we both have insane dogs and uh, I'm slowly dying. And, uh, you know, I think we got through this one really well. Before we leave, so here's, I would like to say something to our audience. Okay. But it's uh, about a thing in the world, the sort of things that you and I don't talk about on this show. Uh, okay. because we, we this show is an escape for us. We've said that before. Yep. But I have something I would like to, to make a point about. But okay. I'm saying that right now because I'm letting everybody know if you don't want to hear me say something about something, it's about vaccines. I'm going to say a quick thing about vaccines. And... The show can be over for you right now. Chad, do, give me a little voice ukulele. Here's the end of the show. You had a good time. The show was great. Sure. Show's over. If you're still here, this is your decision. Please don't send me a message. And also, I, I don't have any divisive, angry. I just wanted to point out, we, I was talking to one of my closest friends. Uh, and I know this whole vaccine thing, this whole pandemic has been such a nightmare to talk to anybody about, right? Yep. And I was talking to one of my closest friends about vaccines, and he is not vaccinated yet. And I'm not a sociopath, so I can just have a normal conversation with my friend. 
And yeah. he said what I've heard a lot of people say, which is I'm not. I would rather just get COVID. I'm not worried about it. I don't think it's going to affect me. I'd rather have natural antibodies. I, I, I don't I, it's not a big deal for me. And then he kind of talked about how it's a big deal for just a small percentage of society. So I'm going to pull the curtain back on Uncle Sai's life here. Okay. We joke about my body. We joke about my health. Truth is, it's, it, it's been a fucking brutal couple years. And yes, I do know that. And so I got the vaccine. And for people like me, when you're on an immunosuppressant, the vaccine isn't as effective. Right. So they say right. it's 60, 70, 80, somewhere. It's, it's not the same level of effectiveness. And uh, to give a real glimpse before COVID hit, you remember I got sick and missed like yes. a couple weeks of the show. Yep. And that wasn't COVID, we don't think. It was just a regular flu. But because of whatever's going on with me health-wise, that thing kicked the living shit out of me. Like I got pneumonia. Oh, yeah. I, got my, I got the shakes so bad that like my bones hurt. And I guess what happens with autoimmune diseases, if, if you have some serious trauma or you get really sick, it kicks your it can kick your immune system into overdrive and kick the disease up and so before i got sick two februarys ago you and i were doing the show in person i was walking stairs five days a week you know i was doing exercises and physical therapy from the moment i got sick like that i fucking spiraled down the reason i missed those three months this year is because I literally physically couldn't project my voice without hurting my neck. I couldn't, right. I couldn't fucking walk stairs <laughs> at all. I couldn't do my, ex like it was just, so I'm, I'm pretty worried about getting sick. And I think two things I want, I just, I appreciate everyone who's gotten vaccinated because in societies we often go with what's for the greater good of the largest amount of people. And I always understand that. That's kind of how you have to run a society. But then sure. people who are marginalized, you know, catch the shit. You know, it's like the American Disabilities Act. You ever go into it? Like, there's this place that where I go to PT that mm -hmm. uh, they deal with people who have dizzy and balance issues. It's all these, like, really sick people, wheelchair, like, really rough. And I always think of that when I go into a building that doesn't have a ramp or doesn't have you know, automatic doors. Right. And that took like the ADA, like legislation to actually take care of those people. So I guess the long dumb point I'm making here is I really appreciate everyone who got vaccinated. And if you haven't, and you're thinking about it, or even if you're not thinking about it, uh, those people like me, who even though I got vaccinated, I don't have as high of a, a rate as everybody else. Like all those people that were like, well, only it's only a small percentage of people that really get it. Like, yeah, man, we're still people. Uh, and uh, right. and I'm hoping that this first drug failed on for my disease. We're going to switch me on to a new one. I'm hoping that works. So I'm hoping in six to eight months, if I get sick with something, it's not a big deal. Right now I get COVID. You might as well fucking old yeller me in the backyard and Jenna will finally be free. But... <laughs> The mountains are calling. The mountains are calling. So I, if you got vaccinated, I appreciate it. If you're thinking about it, me and uh, my family would appreciate it. So I know everybody fucking hates this topic. So, you know, 
the end. I don't I don't hate the topic. I'm just I'm just sitting here letting you do this calmly because yeah. I have I I'm vaccinated and I'm at the like the top level of where it will help. Yeah. And I you know, I still have my opinions. It's just like it just it just doesn't seem like uh Nope. Anyways. Yep, let's let, we'll, let we'll let the show go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.